he learns he's home tutored of the, how what Alpha and fucking Omega is. He was definitely home tutored. Uh, Here we go back guys. into a commercial. Speaking of Alpha and this Omega, this is the last commercial. I, as you say, I don't think you could skip this commercial. So let's take the opportunity to say, if you enjoy this, why don't you go over to the Patheon page for uh, Muni Radio? Oh, Patreon. Patreon page, whatever. Just give money to uh, to our friends here at Muni Radio. Otherwise. Deltacast here on MutinyRadio.fm. I'm your host, Pam Benjamin. It's high noon on a Wednesday. (sighs) Life's getting difficult. I sigh that quickly out of the gate, everybody. Wow. Today's theme, who knows? Well, a lot of it's going to be about cats because I came home yesterday after hanging out with some lovely small children, really lovely small children. And I came home to my wonderful cat, who I love, and I open the door and I say, cat, cat, cat. And then I say, like, usually I say, what does the cat say? And the cat says, meow. And then I say, and then, and then says, meow again. And the cat says, meow. Meow, meow. Anyways, I love my cat. Anybody who knows me knows that that's absolutely true. I love, 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 love my cat Spike. And yesterday I came home and there was blood everywhere. He sneezed blood all over um, every, a lot of places. And I freaked out. I freaked out. I started crying. I started losing it. Called my wonderful boyfriend, Jonathan. He tried to talk me down off the ledge. He's like, I'm at work. I can't. I can't leave. Uh, anyways, we took the cat later that night to wonderful ER clinic down here uh, in the Mission VCA Animal Hospital. Really great people, but ooh, cats are expensive. And on, this is the first time I've ever incurred cost with my cat besides food and litter, so I mean, it's bound to happen. I'm not... My ex-husband is a veterinarian, so we know that uh, we know that he, he, uh, I know how much things cost. I have an idea of how much things cost. And wow, I'm telling you, it was a lot of money. It was almost $1,000, but not quite. But thanks to my wonderful, amazing boyfriend who was willing to pick up the cost for that. Like he gave me half the money because he loves the cat, which I think is incredible and wonderful because I love the cat too. So. Anyways, um, that's what happened last night. So tonight's, today's show, I was thinking it would be a good idea to, you know, play some cat songs or something. So, uh, this is, oh, oh, I see what happened. Uh, I tried to play Cool for Cats, but I missed it, and then it went on to some other crazy squeeze song. But we're going to try this again. Uh, thanks, you guys, for listening to MutinyRadio.fm. Again, I'm your host, Pam Benjamin, hanging out with you here, here for the AltaCast. Latoya's coming in. I the, the cat thing really threw me for a loop. I, my eyes are all puffy, and... <sighs> I 
love my cat. I just, I worry. I don't know what the answers, I'm going to have my phone on the whole time too because I don't know what the answers to the tests are yet. We'll find out. Just lots of money to tests. All right. This is cool for cats. The Indians send signals from the rocks above the pass. The cowboys take position in the bushes and the grass. The score is with the corporal, she is tied against the tree. She doesn't mind the language, it's the beating she don't need. She lets loose all the horses when the corporal is asleep. And he wakes to find the fires dead and arrows in his axe. And Davy Crockett rides around and says it's cool for cats, it's cool for cats. The Sweeney's doing 90 cause they've got the work to go They get a gang of villains in a shed up at Heathrow They're counting out the fivers when the handcuffs lock again In and out at once with the numbers on their names It's funny how the missus always looks a bleeding same And meanwhile at the station there's a couple of likely lads Who swear like as your father and they're very cool for cats They're cool for cats down the pub I'm seeing my reflection I'm looking slightly rough I fancy this I fancy that I want to be so fresh I'll give a little muscle and I'll spend a little cash but all I get is bitter and a nasty little rash and by the time I'm sober I've forgotten what I've had and everybody tells me that it's cool to be a cat cool for cats Latoya, she's in. She's not feeling great today. Yeah. Uh, I'm just bummed because I'm not going to have my passport in time. This is the other thing. They are such they are such jerks. Do these? Yeah, they finally work. Okay, uh, the, the, they're such jerks, such passport people. I paid totally extra, super extra money to get everything on time or, I, I mean, to get it 
so I can fly. I gotta go. I'm leaving on the 24th, and I don't have ID because the I lost it when I was at the Warriors game, and I was, anyways, all this stuff. Okay, and then before my my passport was gone from before because it got stolen from here, and I I never reported it lost or stolen because I was like, whatever. I'm just gonna when I need it, I'll get it done or something like that, and so. It never happened. Anyway, so I make an appointment with them to get the passport, and I wait, I wait, and all these problems. You guys listened to the thing. If you listened, it was, you could tell, I figured it out. Everything worked out, I thought. But then they sent me a thing in the mail last week, and I got it on, so the letter was printed on the 8th, but I got it on the 14th, and... Then I put it in the mail, but she never said while I'm talking to her on the phone, hey, you should put that in like first class. You should make that mail come quicker in some way if you can, because we're not going to get it and then whatever. But no one said that to me on the phone when they were talking to me. And then I talked to a guy today and I'm like, hey, it's supposed to be here by the 20th. And he's like, well, you didn't, we haven't gotten that letter yet. And I'm like, okay, now here's the other thing. I was in the room on the 24th with the woman. I spent the time to be in there, to be with the person, to do everything right, to dot the I's and cross the T's. Why would they make me fill out another lost or stolen passport form when I filled it out on the 24th? So I'm telling the guy today on the phone, I'm like, I remember filling it out. I remember sitting there and I remember filling it out. Why don't you guys have it? Why would you make me fill it out again? Why are you trying to sabotage me? Just get me my passport. The thing is, they even write every time. If you don't get it and you don't have the right information, then it just you don't get the money back. Uh-huh. I mean, so now I'm... This is the thing, though. The thing that sucks is that... And this is the other thing that sucks is it turns out that the show that I was going to New York for is on the 24th, and I thought it was on the 25th, but it was always on the 24th, and I'm flying in on the 24th. Show's at 6. I don't get to the airport till 9 o'clock. So the whole oh, reason great. that I booked... The whole reason I went to New York was to do this show, and I fucked up the dates. And I don't even have a passport to travel with. And I don't have an ID. So I figured out how to get on the plane because I called the TSA and they were much more helpful. So I'm going to use the letter from the... Anyways, I'm not going to have an ID. I'm going to be in New York and Boston and I'm not going to have an ID. Am I 41 years old? Yes. Am I not going to be able to go and do all the things maybe that I want to do? Probably. Because I'm going to get carded at the door and I don't have an ID. Yeah. And I don't have a birth certificate because they have it to get the passport. So that's the other thing is I can't even go to the DMV to renew and wait in line all day and get like my ID in person because I don't have my birth certificate because they have it. Do you so, have like an, an old expired ID? I have nothing. I have Jesus nothing. Christ. I have no ID. I had to bring, I have no ID. I mean, my shit gets stolen all the time. I lose shit. I'm out all the time. Like, uh. And all, of course, this all has to happen the week before you're going out of town. Right, and I'm leaving on Sunday. Yeah. So, But it doesn't even matter. So I was going to New York for this show that now I'm, I show up three hours after it's over. If that's when I get into the city or whatever. I mean, it's great. I'm going to hang out with Jonathan and his sister who lives in New Jersey. And we're going to hang out in New York. And it's going to be fun and everything. But I'm not going to have an ID. And then, so, so I'm supposed to take, I'm taking a bus from New York to Boston. And it's like this special bus. It's really cheap or whatever. Mega but bus? I, no, it's um, it's this Asian name or something. It's like 1250. <laughs> it's something really cheap. I've taken nice. it before. But I don't have an ID. Like... I have, I have no ID. We have no ID, so, so you're I'm, very limited to things that you could do. Well, I don't know. I may, I guess I, it's probably gonna happen. 
Anyways, it sucks because I thought that I did everything right in order to get it all done in time, and I just, it's not gonna happen. So anyways, I have to have my phone on because they're supposed to call me. Because I told him, I'm like, I want to go, I'm like, go find the paperwork. Everything was sent to you. You have, you can't find the piece of paper that I remember filling out on the 24th. You can't find that. Can you find my fucking birth certificate? Someone put their hands on my birth certificate right now and tell me that you see it in front of you. Find my file. What is wrong? Go through my file. It's there. The piece, the letter is never going to come. The letter isn't going to come until I'm in New York for me to get my passport that I don't even, the extra hundred dollars that I spent to get it fast that I could, I mean, it's like... You just That's want my extra hundred dollars? That. That's basically what happened. And, yeah. and and every single time I've tried to talk to them, they haven't been helpful at all about how I could get on a plane. The only people that were helpful there were TSA. They just they don't give a fuck. Why would I entrust you with my birth certificate if it's not going to come in time? That's actually pretty scary too, because now we don't know where your birth certificate's be, like floating. Right. I have, and that's the thing. I have nothing that proves that I say I am who I am, and. That's just I, I don't have. Thank you, U.S. government. Well, You're awesome. I, I want to. Fl- I mean, at this point, I don't even want to go on vacation. I'm like, fuck it, fuck the five hundred dollars. But I don't because I feel like I spent the money and I. But now that I mean, I'm doing shows in Boston, which is good. But my shows in New York are. I'm not gonna go do any open mics in New York. I'm not gonna pay to do an open mic. Fuck that. No. No. Don't I'm do not that. gonna do that. I was in a show. I just. I can't believe. And it's all because I should have flown out on that Friday, Saturday night, but I have a show at, it's Comedy Chop, and I've canceled on her before, and I was like, I don't want, I want to do this show. I just don't even know how I fucked up and thought that this show in New York was on Monday instead of on Sunday. I'm just so dumb. So now I'm going to New York for no reason. I'm going for a reason. I'm going to hang out with my boyfriend and his his sister, and that's going to be, to go on vacation or whatever, but. Let's just hope that come Friday, something new or something magical like hey here's your birth certificate or hey you know what here we go here's your passport hopefully something magical well hopefully they'll call me today i i hope they call me today but they probably won't i want them to go through my file because i remember filling out the goddamn form i remember filling it out why would i go and have why would you ask for extra stuff for me i went to the i waited for six weeks for the fucking appointment so that i could have it done correctly so there wouldn't be any problem if this is a problem, then that's her job. Then I want her fired because she fucking sucks at her fucking job. Because I sat there with her, and she's the one who's supposed to do this. All she does all day is expedite passports and do this in City Hall for these certain times, except they're closed from 11.30 to 1 because they have to have fucking lunch, whatever. With their money orders and they're running the thing and all this stuff, they make you jump through so many hoops. I yeah, jumped through all the did. fucking hoops. I did it right. And now they're telling me... And then the lady was on the phone for me. I'm like, I'm mailing it right now. She didn't say... Wait, 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 you got to do it first class. It's never going to get here in time. I'm on the phone with her as I drop it into the mailbox, telling her how I'm freaking out because I'm flying in 10 days. Where did the paperwork go? Who lost the paperwork? Like, so hopefully they call me today, and hopefully I can talk to a person and be like, look in the file. Why isn't it there? What do you need? What do you need from me right now? Because what I need you to do 
is this put my passport in the fucking mail so that I can have fun on my goddamn vacation that I haven't had in two fucking years. I haven't had a real vacation in a long fucking time. And now I have to go on vacation and be all stressed out the whole time getting there because I've got to get on a plane with no ID. i got to get there two hours early because it's going to be a big fucking deal. And I'm going to New York City. Am I going to be able to do everything I want on my vacation? No, because I don't have an ID. And I have to get on a, another plane to come back, and I'm going to have to wait in line an extra two hour early, oh be there super early, and try to fly again with no ID. But I, uh, this isn't my fuck up. My, my passport was stolen from here a couple years ago, and I guess it was my fuck up. I was in the room, and a sketchy guy came in, and I didn't think he was sketchy because it was a Friday. And you know, everyone's sketchy on Friday with common thread. It's just like everybody's in, everybody, but they weren't there that day. And so I was like, oh, it must be just a common threads person. And I saw on the drop cam, and they stole my bag, and that totally sucked. And like, there was $400 in there too, but it was my boss's, and he was okay with it, which was terrible. But my passport. <sighs> And then Jonathan out. Oh, um, when Jonathan, um, he actually apologized finally for it. when we went to the Warriors game, and got really drunk and I didn't want to drink that much but he kept buying me beers anyway so we're drinking 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 I'm wearing that stupid cheerleading costume and my ID and all my stuff was in my sock I pull it out of my sock to buy my BART ticket which I do and I missed my sock when I put it back in anyways because I also he was gone he disappeared so I was oh, drunk Lord. and alone he sort of abandoned me he ended up being so I don't know where he is I'm trying I'm freaking out so all that freaking out stuff happened and in that freaking out and being drunk without him there because I couldn't find him and there were so many people there were so many people it was Crowded. after the Warriors game I was fucking freaked out and I'm in a cheerleading costume and th- anyways it was really stressful and my all my information got lost and the only thing that came back to me was my, my bus pass that got <laughs> sent back to me from Richmond ended up somewhere in Richmond He's like, guys, like, hey, do you want this back? I'm like, the one thing no I care ID. the least about. Yeah. But, but I, no I mean, ID. Yeah, but my my ID. Why would someone want my ID? Like, anyways, I was hoping that would get sent back to me, but it never did. But Jesus and I should have at that point. I should have, and I did. I made an. I was gonna make an appointment to get my new ID, but Jonathan insisted that we make it in Berkeley because we were gonna in Oakland because we were gonna spend the night in Berkeley and go. And then I completely forgot the date and just missed it. So then I had to do the passport one. But so he finally kind of accepted responsibility a little bit for. He's like, I never should have left you at the Warriors game. And I'm like, God damn right, you never should have left me. I was fucking drunk. There's so many people. You're drunk too. But he gets frustrated with me like in crowds and and he just kind of was like, blah. And I mean, I came on a second BART train. I missed, didn't get on his BART train. I didn't see, I don't know what happened if we were together. I don't know when we were separated. It was a really foggy time. It's so stressful and, as and, and all I have, and it's so stupid because I didn't lose my fucking pom-poms, but I lost <laughs> my fucking wallet. So anyways, and it had and 60 bucks in it. It had 60 bucks. Oh, you lost 60 I bucks. I lost 60 too. bucks, but my ID, that was the main thing. Because I lost my ID, then I had no ID. I had no passport. I had no ID. And then it becomes difficult to get those things once you don't have those things. And then I missed the appointment mm-hmm. at the one... In Oakland. in Oakland and then I tried to do my passport one and I thought you know five weeks before I'm leaving that should be plenty of time for me to get my passport expedited and been running back and forth that day with but that know. day running back and forth yeah because they were still not explicit with what you had to do yeah like everything I have two master's degrees I am not a dumb person I am a really <laughs> intelligent person and they are fucking with me the fucking state department is fucking with me it's like 
fill it up be, do this but you didn't do it right but be here I did but there's nothing that says all the stuff about the money orders and the check you can have a check for this but not for this and you have to have a money order and we won't take a personal check and you Whoa, gotta really? do all this weird shit and they're like well it's, I'm like no it's not clear anywhere anywhere about the money situation shit. it's not and if it is it's on a different page and it doesn't say print out all your papers ahead of time and fill them out and bring them down. I mean, I thought like, oh, she's going to type it in for me. Like, I don't know. There's no... Jesus Christ. When you read through it, it's still, it's like impossible to understand what you're getting into and what you're trying to do. It's so frustrating. You're making me very fearful to renew my passport, which expires next year. I, I remember when I renewed it, it was no big deal. But this losing it and getting a new one is a pain in the motherfucking ass. Sounds fucking worse than like the DMV. Like it's, it's it's this is really the only the only thing that's really bad is that. Oh, is that them? No, Aww. they don't text. They are actually supposed to call. Um, it, I'm stressed out because there's multiple reasons. One, I'm my cat is now sick. I'm leaving and my cat is sick. Okay, that sucks. So I've got a sick cat. And I'm leaving town. I'm stressed about leaving town because I don't have any ID and I have to try to get on a plane with no ID, which they said is no big deal, the TSA people, if I get there two hours in advance and I'm going to have all the paperwork that I'm supposed to have. I mean, thank God I thank God I called the passport people before I went in to try to get the passport because I had to bring my goddamn fucking yearbook, my high school yearbook to prove who I am. I had to bring in my divorce wow. papers, my yearbook, because oh my, God. I, my real, they have to take my real birth certificate all of these things they had to take and they needed and I called them ahead of time and I'm like I talked to you ahead of time and nobody said anything about all these other things and that's so that's the whole thing and then she assured me when I'm paying all this extra money oh it'll definitely be done blah 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 well now all of a sudden there's a snafu with the piece of paper that wouldn't you think that she would have filled out the goddamn piece of paper how would she have missed anything I'm I'm this is weird to me, the fact that they have your original birth certificate. Why couldn't they just take a copy of that? Because that's that's pretty scary to me. Because if they're fumbling, if they're fucking up this, okay, so then can you give me my birth certificate back that's, or something? That's what I said that's, today. I'm just like, because I don't trust you now. If I mean, you're sending me the same pepper, or you're sending me the same paperwork saying that I didn't fill it out, which you saw me do it. I'm... If they're gonna lose some shit like that, they're definitely gonna lose my birth certificate. That's what I. That's why I wanted to talk to the guy to the guy today. And when I was talking to him on the phone, I said, "So basically, what you're telling me is my passport's not gonna come by the 24th, and I'm pretty much fucked for travel." And he's like, "No, that's not what I said at all." I said, "But you just told me that. Well, why didn't you send it first class so we'd get it here sooner? Why, why didn't you tell me in the letter? Why didn't you?" have the piece of paperwork in the first place that I filled out on the 24th. You already have the piece of paperwork. And we're at the 20th, right? And now we're at the 20th, and they sent it to me on the 8th, which means my whole file got pulled and canceled on the 8th until until that information comes from me to them. They pulled me out of the loop, which means, and I called them, and I'm like, what? but I didn't think, I didn't sort of remember at that point that, yeah, I already filled that piece of paper out. Why do they need it again? But now... There's no way they're going to get it in time because if I sent it on the 14th and today is the 20th and over the weekend they don't send mail, like today is Wednesday, I sent it last Thursday. It's not going to... And he's like, sometimes it takes two weeks for the mail to get here. You know what? I would take my ass and march right up to City Hall 
and you know get they would have to give me my birth certificate because there's well just, no it's they sent it away it's at some weird processing center in like North Carolina oh fuck me yeah no they send everything to this one place for the State Department I know so the State Department has my birth certificate <laughs> And I'm flying on Sunday. I have no ID. I have no ID. You you have my you. They couldn't even take a fucking copy of the birth certificate. No. I, so, anyways, I'm freaked mm. out because mm. I've got to figure out like. Well, now I've got to figure out like my finances for my fucking trip because I just spent $934 on my cat last night. Why is this um, all happening this week? I know, exactly. And I just, I feel like I want to go have fun and I want to relax and it's just like, this situation is all making it really difficult and I just want to relax and be chill, man. I just, like Dude. a cat, I just want to chill out. It's all just getting too stressful for me, like, I mean... All of it. And the, traveling is the money here, stressful. The, but without an ID, without an ID, it just sucks because it means, like, if we want to go out in New York anywhere, I mean, I'm, I'm not like I can afford, but like even the places I'd want to go, like bars and stuff, like Bender's, like Bender's equivalent in Brooklyn. Okay, I'm not going to be able to get into that because I don't have any ID. Right. And they're going to say, hey, I'm sorry, we just can't. You have to have ID. Yeah, exactly. And when I'm like, I'm 41, but I flew without ID. There's also like, the hassle of like, even if you did call TSA and they, you know, they gave you like a green light, there's, I mean. Oh, no, you, there's there's no green light. I have to do it at the gate. I tried to call them and ask for what to do. They're like, you have to do it at the gate. I'm like, there's nothing I can do with you now on the phone. Because that's going to be another pain in the ass, too, because yeah. sometimes TSA aren't the nicest people. Or well, like if you're checking into your flight. And the problem is I'm going to have Jonathan with me. No offense, Jonathan. I know you never listen to this anyways. But <laughs> he honestly like isn't the most helpful. He's, um, you know, like when we're driving around and people are driving a little slower than he wants. He yells out the window like, we're not a drive. It's, sometimes it's embarrassing. Like he says... He, he does. He gets. He, he flies off. Easily? He freaks out. and He flies off the handle when things. When he gets frustrated, and like driving, traveling. Hence him leaving me at the Warriors game. I was being frustrated because I was drunk and I was. There were so many people and I was freaking out and because I, I don't like crowds, and you know he d- disappeared on me. And so now we're worried about like you know. When you guys arrive at the airport, what's going to happen? Well, I'm just going to send him through. I'm going to be like, <laughs> wait for me on the other side. Or maybe I'll even have him come later because I should just go through the TSA by my, stuff by myself. Because he, he gets too entitled about things like that. He's like, they should be doing blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, no, they're just doing what they're doing. And okay. I'm the problem here. I'm the problem. And the thing is, it's not going to do any good. Right. And, off the handle. and they don't care that I that my bag was stolen and that I'm stupid and lost my ID and that I tried to get an ID. They don't care about this story. They don't no. care. No. They are just going to, I mean, we're going to have to verify who I am in whatever way we do that. No. And hopefully when I do it in San Francisco, I won't have to do it again <sighs> in Boston. Hopefully there's like some main database that saves it and says, hey, we know that she's traveling this week without ID. And it's like, yay. Jesus Christ. Well, but, and the thing that doesn't matter is once I get to, once I get to Boston, I mean, I've got my shows and they know who I am. So it's not like I need anything to get in there, but I'm at the dermatology conference with Katie. So they're all dot. They don't, I don't need ID for anything there. That's That's not even, you know, that's fine. I'll never even pull it out, (laughs) but 
I'm just like, I just want things to be easy. And, and I know this week already, last night, not easy. Like, not easy. Expensive and not easy. And the cat situation. Yeah, and I just don't want this. And the same thing with the fucking passport. I spent like $300 basically to get all this shit done in the time period. So. And and I get and I it's for nothing. It's I could have spent the regular hundred and ten dollars or whatever so, and just so waited. So far for your trip, you have lost twelve hundred dollars. Yeah, I'm in the hole a lot for my for my trip. I haven't even gone on. Yeah. And like. Once I'm in Boston, everything's pretty much free because I'm on the dermatology dime. At least at night, not during the day, but at least at night. Sometimes they have free lunches, too. I can schmooze in on that. But There you go. I mean, yeah, I'm... It's. I mean, it's tight. That's my and I just lost that job. Like yesterday was my last day with the. Oh, with the nanny. Because they moved. They moved to the other side of the bay, so I'm like, <laughs> fuck. My cat was. My cat just cost me almost a month of rent. I. I lost a job that was the that amount monthly. That and I don't. I don't have anything to make it up with yet next month. I don't. I mean, I'm gonna try to. I'll put out to my nanny people. Be like, hey. Hire me more, but yeah. I just don't have. Um, I'm I'm gonna be underemployed next month for sure. Like I'm I'm gonna I might even contact the food stamps and be like, look, I'm making way less. Yeah. Um, I would do that. But uh, they were. I mean, it. Hopefully, it's just for a month. Hopefully, in September, everything swings back in. <sighs> I'm nervous. Right. No, but I mean, I'm I, and I'm like, should I should I not go on my trip? Go. But, but I mean. Go. New York's expensive and yeah. I mean we're staying with his sister so that's cool so we don't have to pay for that I mean I don't have to pay for lodging the whole time I'm there it's basically just food and fun yeah flasking it you guys are gonna have to flask it a lot well but that's the thing is flasking it without an ID that's a recipe for disaster like that's you know like yeah. I mean I'm I'm not gonna I mean I'm just I'm gonna send Jonathan through on his own ahead of me because you know, usually I would have like some cookie brownies in my bag or something, but I'm not gonna have anything uh, on me except clothing. Not even toothpaste. I don't even want to deal with any of those bags of bullshit on the way there. Like I'm just t- taking a, a carry-on, so. But I'm gonna check it on the way back because it's gonna have all these wonderful. Well, I still think it. you're gonna have a good time. This is just the universe trying to challenge your ass right now. Seriously. I just, I just really don't want the fucking challenge. Like, I mean. Not that you don't I, have well, to deal I, with it I, anyway. I feel like I'm already on like the super challenge round of life where like, look, the station's not falling apart this month. I mean, and every month is like, ugh. And it's and the noise pop is coming and I'm like, great. And I come back. I mean, there's just all this stuff I need to do. I, I just, it's ne- it feels like it never ends. The, the list of things. And even we're coming up on the fictitious business name shit here and the business license and all of that. And I'm like, Oh God. Jesus Christ. And what if Trump gets elected? Then I have to move out of the country anyways. Well then that just makes it easy because I just let all of this go. I just say, you know what? There is no more. I'm whoever wants to try to take over the lease can do their best, but I'm, I can't, I can't renew a business license in Trump's America. We'll just blame everything that's happened to you this week on Trump. That's what we'll do. 
too. Well, I don't know. I, did you see the thing about Melania's? Yeah, the speech. Speech, and I wanted to. <laughs> we tried to watch it, but Jonathan got frustrated because his phone wasn't bringing it up right away, or something was happening. Let's look it up and listen yeah. to it. So they put you mean, uh, uh, Obama and Melania's. It was clearly a Michelle Obama's speech, speech from 2008. Yeah. yeah. Uh, versus Melania. And then uh, the the Trump campaign tried to say that it wasn't plagiarism and what have you yeah uh, melania trump's prime time get it yeah you know what get a real name to melania what the fuck is it she's from slovenia she's from slovenia melania from slovenia yeah. fuck you <laughs> melania trump's primetime speech was strikingly similar to michelle obama's oh god oh. we're sorry see look at that we don't oh, even no. have what's going on uh we don't have um i can probably find it on my phone i bet we could find it on um youtube wouldn't it already be on youtube yeah it would be on youtube yeah let's put it on youtube and we'll, we'll watch flash more. player um i'm apologizing you guys i have so many things beeping today and um beeping and rigging and and all kinds of problems i just there's just so many problems um Oh, I feel you. I mean, dude. I, 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 and and you know, I don't mean to be uh, bitching on Jonathan today. He really is wonderful. Yesterday he was really helpful with the cat, and I was freaking out. Oh, by the way, there's a huge hole underneath that table out there. A hole developed. It's underneath the table. But this is how dumb the kids are. I I put things on it to say, don't be here, don't do this, and they move it, and they ah. There's a hole in the middle of the floor here at Mutiny Radio now. It's like everything is literally falling apart. Um, but I, I don't mean to be um, bagging on, on Jonathan. He really is wonderful. And he he did. He gave me half the cost of Spike's, you know, traumatic experience. He, he gave me money, which was amazing. And, and he's just like, my cat too. It's my, And I'm like, yeah, but he didn't have to do that. But I really appreciate it because I'm super poor. But... Um, but he does get frustrated really, 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 really easily over things that I that could be that don't have to be like and and I he he gets mad at me and I make it worse because he's 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 a very aggressive driver <laughs> and I am very very scared of everything and yesterday when he was driving the cat and he was trying to go fast but it was trafficking and stuff and I was like I'd rather you go slow and not scare the cat because it was moving and and he was just driving like a crazy person and I get like ah I make noises ah! and he's like you are the worst passenger to drive with and I'm like you gotta no stop road driving. no road Rock trips and with you guys. I were raised with so many of the same values like you work hard for what you want in life that your word is your bond, that you do what you say you're gonna do. My parents impressed on me the values that you work hard for what you want in life. That your word is your bond, and you do what you say and keep your promise. That you treat people with dignity and respect, even if you don't know them, and even if you don't agree with them that you treat people with respect. They thought and showed me values and morals in their daily life. That is a lesson that I continue to pass along to our son. And we need to pass those lessons on to the many generations to follow. And Barack and I set out 
to build lives guided by these values and to pass them on to the next generation because we want our children and all children in this nation to know that the only limit to the height of your achievements is the reach of your dreams and your willingness to work hard for them. Because Because we want our children in this nation to know that the only limit to your achievements is the strength of your dreams and your willingness to work for them. Jesus Christ. Uh, Holy fucking shit, LaToya. <laughs> if that's not plagiarism. And that was some serious plagiarism. And then the thing Let's is, read like, the definition of plagiarism. Yes. <laughs> Shall we? Yeah. This, this is. You get in trouble for this shit in school. You. I mean, you. I mean, come on. That's I mean, the and here's the thing. thing: it wasn't just her words; it was the meaning behind the words. The words. <laughs> it was all of it. She was plagiarizing. Plagiarism, the practice of taking someone else's work or ideas and passing them off as, as own. one's own. In the news, no one to be fired after Melania Trump speech plagiarism episode. Oh, wait, you mean no one's called to task for doing something absolutely wrong? Oh, wait, you mean, oh, there's other isms, like racism. So, like, Trump can be a total racist, and he can display racism in November and call all Mexicans rapists and murderers, and we're still not calling him to task for this. And now his wife, his cunty fucking thieving wife, can be a plagiarist. Plagiarism. Racism. Plagiarism. What else are they going to do? Are we going to come out? some sex slave orgy thing now they've got adulterism these people are not real they are devils they are satan i i i'm just i'm on huffington post and uh the melania trump speechwriter takes blame for plagiarizing michelle obama's speech the speechwriter said trump admires obama and was using her words as inspiration no but that's still plagiarism it's plagiarism you now plagiarize the speech. Exactly. Fire that person. The, How can you not fire that person? Be, I believe the uh, speechwriter. They released a statement, and uh, this was my the mistake. Hill and takes I f- blame for plagiarism. I, yeah. Uh, I've been watching some of this convention and reading about it, and it's just like just some mean old madass white folks. Like just seriously. If this cunty freak becomes trophy the first wife. trophy big trophy wife, I mean, I'm fine with this. Is no, I'm not fine with this. This is this is you do Donald this. Trump. I used to think that <sighs> I used to think Obama was was the Antichrist. Donald Trump is the devil. This is not real. This cannot be real. We cannot let him lie to us. We cannot let him be blatantly racist. We cannot let him. He was allowing people to be beat up at at his rallies. rallies. He said punch him in the face. If someone's throwing rotten tomatoes, go ahead and punch him. Hey, how about if you fail, blame it on everybody else and don't take any of it yourself. Oh, I've never been bankrupt. I've never been bankrupt. But 13 of your companies have been bankrupt. I don't even know if it's 13. It's just lots of numbers. He's a thief. He's a thief. Uh, they're he's plagiarists. A con man. He's, a con he's a con man. man. He's a con and man. And we are so stupid that we're going to let this happen because, well, my uh, deep Republican values say that I should vote Republican, whoever that is. Are you kidding me? I, um... I, I'm oh, by the so, way, I was reading this this morning, too. The deep morals. Donald. The morals and values? You evil freak! 
I, like, I, I, I'm, so, I'm but, sorry. But the yes, thing is, ahead. like, no, the thing is, like, you know, the whole conservative party is all about family values and morals. But it's the the thing is, like, dude, you guys are completely the opposite of values and morals. Plagiarism. What? That's that's one. <laughs> I mean, she's saying in her speech about family morals and values, and you stole it. You don't even know what you're saying, and, and you pretty little freak with all of your faith. You know what a liar they all are? They have the plastic surgery. They can't even admit who they are to themselves in the goddamn mirror. Do you know? Do you know she even was on the Today Show with Matt Lauer, and she said, "I wrote this speech." No. No, she totally did. Yeah, that's on. That's. I think she was. She's on a liar. Yesterday. Yeah. Well, but she's a liar anyway. Look at her face. She's 42 years old. That is not the face of a 42 year old. That's the face of a person who's had tons and tons of work. That's not real hair. That's not a real body. Trump's hair isn't real. None of it's real, everybody. And we just we all like the facsimile. They're too scared to look at themselves in their own fucking mirror and realize to themselves who they are. And we're gonna let them represent the entire American people. Oh. What is wrong? I with have us? another one. So this one came up. So Donald Trump's son, Donald Trump Jr. fuckface, um, who gave a keynote address at the convention in Cleveland. This is Huffington Post on Tuesday evening. He used language for a column published in May by the American Conservative. And the writer of the column, F.H. Buckley, confirmed that Trump Jr. had permission to use the passage. Buckley said he helped write Tuesday's night speech. So basically, <laughs> so Trump Jr. is using uh, columnist's uh, words in his speech. So basically, you know, there's no originality with this family, obviously. Well, and I it's mean, really sad because what are people really, isn't this the I'm, opportunity for us to know I'm what people even, are really thinking? I'm not even mad at Trump and them anymore. I'm mad at the fucking American people, oh. these white folks that are that are eating this up. Okay, these look, sheeps. But here's what is plagiarism. It involves both stealing someone else's work and lying about it afterward. And isn't that what's happening right now? Oh, is yeah. that they're lying about it afterward? You can watch them side by side. The same thing is happening. They're talking about... But if you look at Michelle, it seems... Maybe she's just a way better actress. Maybe we should be hiring a better actress for, for First Lady <laughs> then. Because, I mean, I believe Michelle Obama's words. I actually believe Barack's words too whenever I hear him. And uh, they're they're Barack and he has some really great speeches, but he doesn't plagiarize his speeches. Right. You know, this he doesn't have to borrow lines from another columnist for his speech. It's just pathetic. in academic writing. It is considered plagiarism to draw any idea or any language from someone else without adequately crediting that source in your paper. She tried to change it from it being. Michelle talking about her parent, she herself being a parent, and then making it that it was her, it was Melania's parents that put into her the same morals and start blah blah blah. It's plagiarism. <laughs> and then Chris Christie, that fat fuck from New Jersey, oh. uh, said 93% of Melania Trump's speech is different. How do you get 93% though? That's my right. <laughs> I'm, I'm, it's just ugh. let's see what the New York Times has to say about it. Questions over Melania Trump's speech set off finger pointing. Is it, could it be could it be possible that Ms. Trump 
didn't write her own speech at all because nothing she says has meaning because she's from another country and she can't even speak English? Like, I can't express my own thoughts or words in English because all I have is a very tight bod and a nice vagina. She's a 42-year-old trophy wife for an aging freak who... Oh, I love America so that we can say this kind of crap, but I hate America because people are so stupid that they're believing this person's crap. Yeah, they're eat. Uh, oh, and the, she said, um, Melania Trump, I wrote my RNC, RNC speech with as little help as possible. You mean you watched the 2008 tapes of Michelle yeah. Obama's speech? That's the help that you got. She didn't, she didn't write any of it. She's a liar. Uh, so yeah, Cascada finger pointing the possibility that Ms. Trump's remarks that had been plagiarized cast a cloud over the second day of the Republican National Convention and laid bare lingering tensions within the party. Um, I wonder what Michelle Obama thinks. Yeah. Let's find out. Absolutely. Uh, so everybody says, oh, this is once again an example of when a woman threatens Hillary Clinton, she seeks out to demean her and take her down. <laughs> Mr. Manafort said on CNN, it's not going to work against Melania Trump. Wow. What happened? Okay, so um, Mr. Manafort is, this, is their guy. He's their guy. The, dis, uh, the disarray was evident as Mr. Trump's campaign and senior Republicans offered conflicting explanations for similarities in the speeches, with some officials conceding that passages were lifted and demanding accountability, while others arguing that nothing untoward had ha- occurred. Among Mr. Trump's aides, there was a palpable sense of frustration that Ms. Trump's speech, which they considered a highlight of the evening, had become a cause for embarrassment. Paul Manafort, Mr. Trump's campaign chairman, pushed back aggressively against accusations of plagiarism and even tried to go on the offensive. Describing it as a great speech, Mr. Manafort said at a morning convention briefing that obviously Michelle Obama feels very similar sentiments toward her family. Deflecting questions about the passages themselves, Mr. Manafort instead attacked Hillary Clinton, the presumptive Democratic nominee, for what he said was an effort to draw attention to the matter. This is once again an example of when a woman threatens Hillary Clinton, she seeks out to demean her and take her down. Don't. Mr. uh, Manafort said on CNN, it's not going to work against Melania Trump. Oh, you mean saying someone's a plagiarist (laughs) who lied about? So, so. And what? How? How dare you flip it onto Hillary? Hillary has nothing to do. do with this nothing nothing at all. to do with it nothing at all what kind of strategy and the thing is this, the sad thing is people are eating this shit up of course they people are believing i'm more pissed off at the american people that are just like sitting back and just taking this with no lube well like, this is just another ex- this is the thing that's making me crazy when when the eight-year-olds in our country are telling me when i'm hanging out with them in weird places because i hang out with eight-year-olds <laughs> that the, the reason that they're sad about, well, because I asked a couple weeks ago, I told you about this. I asked the children about Donald Trump and I said, you know, how you feel about it? And they were like, we're scared. We're nervous. We're scared. You know, and I asked you know, one girl, why? Why are you nervous or scared? And she said, well, uh, I'm Mexican. And mm. he basically said that all of my people and that I am a murderer and a rapist. She said he was blatantly racist and no one has called him to task for it no one has yet said hey dude that was blatantly fucking racist you can't say that you can't do that nobody said it because nobody cares and now we got plagiarism we have another ism this is a bad thing 
This is, plagiarism is really bad, you guys. It's like the whole idea, it's stealing people's ideas no and thought and passing them on as no off as your own. But that's the thing, you can't be a leader in our country and not have any of your own ideas and pass other people's ideas off as your own and be a fucking leader. You can't be a liar and stand up in front of everybody and go, I'm the first lady and I am a good and moral person. When you're lying, when you're plagiarizing, you're in your statement saying that you have morals, you're doing something immoral. Thank we have to you. call her out for this. You don't get to do this. I the 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 shocking thing I was just reading um Newt Gingrich that fat fuck um said that so what if she plagiarized uh, plagiarized Michelle Obama's I'm like so what seriously so what so what where is the ethics here no there is none there is none in this party so here here are the relevant passages they've um uh, it, we, we heard it side by side, but this will be easier to understand. Okay. From a young age, let's see which ones are, uh, the, hers are, and this is Ms. Trump. The values that you work hard for, what you want in life, that your word is your bond, and that you do what you say and you keep your promise, that you treat people with respect. And uh, Ms. Obama said values that you work hard for what you want in life that your word is your bond and you do what you say that you treat people with respect so they i mean there it's the same okay when i i actually uh, have taught writing and stuff like that and i've taught high school for a while and i whenever i do a class with kids especially in like seniors and stuff I do a plagiarism exercise, right? Teach them how to plagiarize. And what it is, is you take what you want to plagiarize and you change every word. Yeah. Every single word. If it says, you know, brief, you say, uh, you know, short. If it's, a, <laughs> but it's, you go through and you, and then you read it and then you kind of see what comes out of that and mess, what, what am I trying to say with that? And I've, I've taught like, there's a way to do it where you can not get caught because you're not actually plagiarizing. You are taking their thought, but everything gets completely changed, so it's not. This is directly lifted, okay? Oh, here's, here's the rest of it. To, to pass, pass those lessons on, these are, the, these are the highlighted words from Trump. Pass those lessons on, generations, because we want our children in this nation to know that the only limit to your achievements is the strength of your dreams and your willingness to work for them. She means just white children. Right. <laughs> Pass them on to the next generation because we want our children and all children in this nation to know that the only limit to the height of your achievements is the reach of your dreams and your willingness to work for them. White power. The only limit <laughs> to your achievements is the strength of your dreams and your willingness to work for them. The Kyle. The only, your achievements is the reach of your dreams and your willingness to work for them. It's exactly the same thing. She says strength and she says reach. That's the only difference. Strength and reach. <laughs> strength and reach. And other than that, it's exactly the same. Okay, so that's one part of it. Here's the second part that's directly lifted. Their integrity, compassion, and intelligence reflects to this day on me for my love of my of family and America. Integrity, her compassion, and her intelligence reflected in my own daughters. Uh, that one's not so close, but compassion—she—they both use the words integrity and compassion and intelligence. Integrity, compassion, intelligence. Integrity, compassion, intelligence reflects reflected. 
in my own dark. It's the same. It's the same thing. Excuse me. It's the same thing. I just love how the campaign doesn't really want to own up to the mistakes. Like it took them like they were in denial so much like for the past two days. But hey, that's the Republican Party for you. They don't have any ideas. They don't have any morals. Uh, it's 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 scary stuff, and I am scared because nobody cares. You should. Um, <laughs> nobody cares about plagiarism. It, it's <laughs> and about the racism. No one cares about the racism. Oh, you should totally see. Uh, nobody uh, cares Rudy, about uh, Rudy Giuliani's speech. What's is, up, he, dog? Is, is he a racist? Oh, Did he Rudy, say some racist Rudy stuff? John, Giuliani is a hell of a racist. Defining yeah. and avoiding plagiarism. I mean, plagiarism is a big deal. I mean, people's careers end. Hey, people's p- careers end. Yes, yeah. absolutely. I mean, you you can get expelled from your school because of plagiarizing. In instructional settings, plagiarism is a multifaceted and ethically multifaceted and ethically complex problem. However, any definition of plagiarism is to be helpful to administrators, faculty, and students. It needs to be as simple and direct as possible within the context for which it's intended. So, first when we're dealing with plagiarism, we're usually dealing with teaching the youth and, and education and institutions of higher learning because there's supposed to be integrity right. instilled with those institutions of higher learning. And you're supposed to be learning to create your own thought instead of just regurgitating the thought of others. And that's what education is supposed to mean. But plagiarism is important because it says that you don't really understand what you're doing. Okay. And then she's, uh, what is plagiarism? Definition. In instructional setting, plagiarism occurs when a writer deliberately uses someone else's language ideas or other original, not common knowledge material without acknowledging its source. The definition applies to texts published in print or online to manuscripts and also the work of other writers. Most current discussions of plagiarism fail to distinguish between, one, submitting someone else's text as one's own or attempting to blur the line between one's own ideas or words and those borrowed from another source, and two, carelessly or inadequately citing ideas or words borrowed from another source. Okay, so we're not, she's not even citing it at all. It's just strict submitting someone else's text as one's own. She's standing up in front of everyone, giving a speech as herself, as Melania Trump. She is standing up in front of the Republican National Convention, saying that I, Melania Trump, think these fucking things, and she stole it! And I, and, and... She stole it! And nobody cares. I wrote this speech with little help as possible. You lying sack of cunt. <laughs> Fuck you. You don't get to be the first lady. You can't... And I don't, I don't want to be racist. The first shady. Should be the first shady. I don't want to be racist and say, well, she's from another country. Fuck her. Blah, blah. It's not about that. But don't lie to us. You're already lying to us with your face and your hair and your... and your, your. Oh, wait, wait. There is something else that she's lying about, too. Her age. No, no. So, um... She was supposedly grad has a um, a bachelor's degree in architecture that she got in Slovenia. Oh. Well, they found out that she dropped out oh. her freshman year in college. Oh. So uh, because when she got married to Trump, they figured you know she's beautiful, but let's let's say that she graduated from college. Let's say too. that she's smart too. Let's say yes. let's make let's make Trump not look like a womanizing fuckfest by throwing away women, by picking up women and, and objectifying them in front of everyone in the world and saying, look how beautiful, putting pictures and all this stuff. And, and are they real? But no, we don't want him to be objectifying this 42-year-old. We want her to have a brain, supposedly. 
that we are so dumb. Why are we so, why is this happening? Why are we letting this happen? Why is this TV show unfolding in front of all of us and it's real and it's scary it's and no one TV seems show. to think it's a fucking problem? Liars and fakers. That's what we are. That's what America is now. Hey, everybody, let's let's select a li- liar and a faker I, I, and, a, and a thief and someone who's stolen from so many people who've had real jobs because he's well, I declared bankruptcy. Oh, so everyone in your company took the brunt, but not law, or, you know, and the shareholders maybe. I don't know who takes it, but he obviously hasn't taken the brunt of anything. So that's what we're saying. In America, you can shit all over everybody and do whatever you want. As long as you, as long as you say it with most conviction and call people fat and ugly, then you get to win. You get to win the presidency. You get to have a hot young wife. Trophy. Eight reasons why lying is a bad idea. <laughs> is lying bad? Okay, here we go. Right? I mean, I'm actually. Uh, th- I, I, if you you should watch that thing on the Netflix, the documentary on lying. It's really amazing. But it didn't call into it, oh, it, it called into question the whole time, like why people lie. <sighs> but the question is, why do people like to be lied to? We clearly love to be lied to. We love it. Americans, we don't want to believe reality. We don't want to... I mean, I was at the doctor's last night. I was like, tell it to me straight, doc. My cat's got cancer. They're like, no, we don't know that yet. <laughs> but I, I don't want to be lied to. And especially... We're being lied to... Well, I'm not being lied to because I don't drink the Kool-Aid. That's the thing. But the scary thing is for, the, for those who are, of us who believe and we see what's going on, who know that we're being lied to. It's the sheep that I'm afraid of, the people that are just taking it in, that are believing everything that these people are saying. You know, yeah. it's 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 sad. And the thing, these are these believers are the ones that are going to ruin this nation. I mean, this nation is already falling apart. It's been falling apart. But the thing is, it's now for those of us who are intelligent enough to realize that you are being conned. It's ethics. We're calling ethics into question. We're calling integrity and ethics, and plagiarism the has ho- no part of ethics. And the whole campaign racism has, has been, no part of ethics. The whole campaign has been unethical, and I don't know why people want this. Why? I I just don't. Sheep, fucking sheep. Well, but we clearly there's something wrong with us, and I have to say us because I live here too. There's something wrong with us that we're allowing this to happen, and and it's the same thing I've said in the past, like. I hate People Magazine and I hate all this cult of personality and cult of celebrity and that we make certain people famous and we force them to wear weird makeup and not to leave their house and to have tiny hats and shave their heads. I don't know what the fuck we're making our celebrities do, but the fact is that we're making them do this because we buy that shit. We're buying People Magazine. We're buying Us Magazine. We're we're the ones funding it. We're the ones going to the movies. We're the ones buying the magazine, playing into the... To whatever that is, that non-reality, that that somehow that celebrity, we're we're raising them above us and saying that they are somehow better people. They are celebrity people. They aren't just people. They are this thing, it's right? That and that and that's the problem with this whole campaign and how the American people are swaying toward this way. You're buying into a man that just has celebrity, celebrity. That's what you're doing. And Cold then you have Omarosa, who <laughs> is uh, uh, what is she? She's an African-American outreach because in Ohio, Trump has zero support from African-Americans, which I love. But so now Amen. he has Omarosa as his uh, African-American outreach, which 
that bitch has been rejected by the community for a very long time so she ain't no outreach to us from her so it, it's but again you don't you not can you explain this uncle tom yeah. So basically, I'll pull up the article again, Huffington Post. Um, so they had an interview with her on CNN. As a matter of fact, I can pull that interview up and we can listen to it. So basically, the numbers of um, oh, there you go. Sorry. The polling in Pennsylvania and Ohio showed that Trump has zero support from the African American community. So now, since we're getting close to November, he has Omarosa trying to, let me see. Is Bernie still running? Like, what, what's no. going on? He just she dropped just, out? He uh, just endorsed uh, Hill Dog? Yeah. Oh, my God. The world has fallen to hell in a handbasket. But you knew that was going to... Well, I was hoping it wouldn't. I was hoping that he would come out as an independent and, and smash her and change things with so change the world through socialism and we're not I mean ready I was hoping that. that I was hoping that was we're the not case. we're not ready for that I mean look how backwards we're going let's see I am looking for this article I hope my cat isn't sneezing blood at home right now I hope not either it, although I would like to take I would like to take my cat while he's sneezing blood and take it to Melania Trump's face and let him sneeze blood all over her face all over her fake Plastic surgery okay. face. Lying, plagiaristic face. So, let's see. Nothing makes me more upset than stealing other people's ideas or trying to pass yourself off as intelligent when you're a dumb little cunt. So Don't is... try to pretend you're smart, you little cunty freak. You're, you're a dumb, pretty face. So, uh, I have... This is uh, Spike Lee calling out Omarosa uh, on her, uh, her new appointment to Trump's campaign. Uh, let's see. Go ahead and play that. First. Uh-oh. Technical difficulty. Wiggle it around. Uh, sometimes it's the case. Sometimes the case, you have to take the case off. Oh. The case makes it sad or it's the, it's the, it's the connection. It wants, it wants all of its parts together. There we go. Tightly together. And Donald Trump's reality TV show, The Apprentice, and it looks like she's back for more airtime. <gasps> That's what she is. She's from The Apprentice. Outreach for Donald Trump. Very proud sister. It appears the boss and his contestant have stayed close. She's been loudly supporting Trump for a while now, and when questioned about his leadership potential, she often responds the same way. Donald Trump is a very kind person. He has a really good heart. He has an incredible heart, and he is an incredible person. And I've gotten to know him over the last 13 years. That I know Donald Trump as a friend. I know his heart. I've known him for 13 years. While working for a friend probably has its perks, Manigault is likely facing an uphill battle in this new role. As was pointed out in her interview with MSNBC on Monday, Trump doesn't have much support from African-American voters. Her response? I look at the data, but my reality is that I'm surrounded by people who want to see Donald Trump as the next president of the United States who are African-American. For Newsy, I'm Katie Link. Interesting. Okay, now I know who she is now because yeah. I think I even watched that Apprentice that she was on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so this is a funny thing. I This ties into the celebrity thing that you were just discussing. Well, yeah, and she's not even a real celebrity. She's a fake celebrity. Yeah. But um, they, when Martha Stewart was doing The Apprentice and they did the second round of, they were re, re-upping for a second season, but they turned out they didn't. Anyways, they brought me to the second 
round again and they were looking at me and they were like why didn't where were you on the first round I'm like you brought me to the second round again like you're the casting director what were you doing wrong <laughs> and he said well we don't think that this apprentice is going to be picked up with Martha they said if, if, if it gets picked up for a second season you're definitely on but they were like we don't think it's going to be picked up this season and it didn't and they said, "Well, wh- but we think you'd be—we think you'd be great on Donald Trump's Apprentice. Do you want to? Do you want to? Do you want to go further with that one?" And I said, "No." And they were like, this "Are you kidding? You? This is me." And they were, wow. uh, they were uh, "This is—I was in San Diego in uh, uh, what year was this? Like maybe 2005." Uh, and I said, "No, I, I don't want to be on the—I don't want to be on the Apprentice. I don't respect or like Donald Trump at all. And the only reason that I wanted to do the Apprentice is because I want to meet Martha Stewart because I respect and love her as a god. Like she is." I have an altar to her in my, the foyer of my of my home. <laughs> Everything about you know I've learned about twel- uh, chocolate pink and chocolate twelve. I've I've learned from her. Uh, and she been to prison. And she been in prison. Oh yeah, shit yeah. Well, and but when she first got indicted, that uh, that year for Halloween, I I went as Martha Stewart in jail, <laughs> and my numbers were zero zero four twenty, and I passed out pot cookies because I was like, and I brought my dog and I painted his nails and I wrote bitch on his back and I was like, look, this is my bitch. I'm not gonna be anybody's bitch. I'm gonna give you guys all cookies so you know who the who the big bitch is in the house. You see? And I was like, hey everybody, they have pot in them though. I'm just trying to I'm just trying to not get raped in jail. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but I had like I made like a Martha wig and it was all disheveled and I put tattoos all over my body that were like her dog's name Chin Chin and Paw Paw and I, I did like a Kmart symbol on my arm like I had all you know like gang tats and shit <laughs> with sharpies and I um, I took these manacle you know I took these uh, what are they called handcuffs and I extended them with little I made little duct tape chain links to, so I could move my hands around you know shit like that. Anyways, I love Martha Stewart. I hate Donald Trump. Always have. Didn't want to be on his apprentice thing. Don't want to be famous with that guy. Uh Uh-uh. Don't like his wife. Don't like what's happening. I I just don't understand. Like, you know, you you have people who have no, no business in politics, who have no experience in politics. Yeah, no experience. You all the, you have a you have a con man, businessman, and yeah. TV reality star, yeah. and Omarosa. <laughs> I mean, you're gonna have this person working in the what? Really? Is he gonna? But that's the thing. He's gonna have her working in the White House. Well, yeah. Is I'm that, sure. that where you get to be on? A, you get to be on a fucking reality TV show in business now, and now you get to be all of a sudden you're a White House staff member? No way. This is fucked up. Now I will. I. I mean, I will campaign against Trump just for this. Oh, all of a sudden he's going to be putting all his reality TV friends in in p- places in government. Yeah, in the cabinet. In the State Department. He's the gonna, Secretary of State is going to be Scott fucking Bayo in the State Department. Right? Do you know he was? He's I heard. The I heard that Scott Bayo. <laughs> Charles in charge. He'll be in charge in the cabinet he's gonna be in charge this really really <laughs> saddens and infuriates Antonio Sabato Jr. will be on the Supreme well, Court no one's <laughs> even bringing this up a no one has brought up the, the concept that he's never held any political office ever not PTA nothing nothing so there's one and then two he's we're gonna give him the ability to appoint people in the in in the White House you're gonna give him all that power to appoint all those people he doesn't he's not a real person. Oh, oh, here, here we go. Oh, he's we a have real a um, truth. Uh, Trump's campaign chairman still not sure why telling the truth matters. Oh. Like this is going back to the whole plagiarism thing. Um, <laughs> these people are. I, I just, why telling I, the truth matters because you're supposed to be. You're supposed to be representing us. You're supposed <laughs> to be representing our entire country. You're supposed to be the head of the, state. The, 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 
you're, you're, the chief, the, in, the president in chief, you're in charge of all of us. And lying is okay and truth doesn't matter and your hairpiece is nothing and this i will come back to this every single time all the time he points the finger and says you're well they're ugly well they're fat they're they're, they're stupid so childish. Well, you know what you are what when you point the finger at someone else there's three fingers pointing back at you and if you can't look in the mirror at your own fucking ugly face and deal with it without without plastic surgery and fake hair and skin cream and makeup and clothing and everything. Who so are you tanners. really? What kind of image? It's all image that you project and my voice that I project. He's not a real person. She's not a real person and we're all taking their lives. They can't even look at themselves in the mirror. How can they be honest with us? There is no honesty in politics and I understand that and everything's been a ruse all this time. But at least it was like a better ruse than this. This isn't even a ruse. There is nothing... There is no sham here. The sham is out in the open, but we're all too stupid to see it. Are we too stupid to see it? Is that what's happening? Or we just don't care. We just don't I care. I don't think we care. Just keep our gas under $3 a gallon. We just don't care. I, I don't think Just they keep care. the war over there. Just don't let any Syrians be over here. We'll just let millions and millions of people be displaced and, and uh, ruin other people's economies in other places because we're funding the wars over there anyways, and we gave them all the guns in the first place arms dealings and money everything Ugh. oh and you know we could feed everyone and we could all be socialists everyone could be happy but no nay i just <laughs> i i'm just like this whole the whole campaign and it's it's such a freak show it's a freak show okay this is the why yeah, let's tell talk, the truth we'll talk about i have a thing up here about lying to ethics guide Lying is probably one of the most common wrong acts. Wrong acts. There it is. That we carry out. Most people would condemn lying, except when there's a really good reason for it. Getting into that office. Yeah. Well, I'm one of the a guy that I helped him years ago. Uh, he lied. He lied. He got a big high power job. His, he hadn't been had a high power job for a while in advertising, and he was looking to go back to New York and get another one of those. And he lied and said all the time that he was in his office at his current job and he was in my fucking living room in his pajamas. Like he wasn't anywhere. He was on, he wasn't even on unemployment anymore. He was just lying straight up. He got the job. Okay. Tell us about truth. All right. So this, uh, this is one of the campaign staffers. Let's see. Will this play CNN? CNN telling us about lying or yeah, truth telling really. or lying doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter anymore. It doesn't matter anymore. Why aren't you lying? And that's that whole fake it till you make it thing, which so makes me really cool. sad. Yeah, just lie till you know what you're doing. Hey, don't worry about learning something or having integrity or working at something hard until you get it right. I just, mean, the whole just fake it till you make it. Been, just, you know, it's been on lies. It's been built on lies. And that's why the plagiarism thing just does it. It. I, I'm not surprised by it. I'm not. Why is this not working? Gosh darn it. CNN. Come on, CNN. Show us. Show I us about you're lying. Shit. You're lying about truth telling. <laughs> and Fox. <laughs> it just, it's, I mean, it comes down to ethics and to who, who do we want in America to have the number one best ethics of everybody? No Who's got one. their finger on the motherfucking button that can destroy the entire earth? Uh, our president. And don't we want them to have impeccable ethics? No. And in this case, we say, yeah, we don't give a fuck. That's not 
not that's not going to play unfortunately okay they don't they don't care yeah about truth uh so lying is probably one of the most common wrong acts that we carry out one researcher said that one researcher said lying is an unavoidable point of human nature so it's worth spending time thinking about it most people would say that lying is always wrong except when there's a good reason for it which (laughs) means that it's not always wrong but even people who think lying is always wrong have a problem Consider the case where telling a lie would mean that 10 other lies would not be told. If 10 lies are worse than one lie, then it would seem a good thing to tell the first lie. But if lying is always wrong, then it's wrong to tell the first lie. Oh, and then you get into that quandary. Nobody who writes about lying nowadays can do so without acknowledging an enormous debt to this groundbreaking book, Lying, Moral Choice in Public and Private Life, by Cecilia Bock in 1978. What is a lie? Lying is a form of deception, but not all forms of deception are lies. (laughs) Wearing makeup can be a deception, but it's not necessarily a lie. But plastic surgery, I think, is a lie. (laughs) It's a deception that is a lie because you're lying about what time is really done to you. I... But I, I, you know, I, I kind of don't agree with that because I do, I probably wouldn't get plastic surgery, but if I've, I think for some people it's, it helps them with their self-esteem, but, but there is moderation to everything. If you had your boob chopped off because of cancer, go ahead, get a breast. That's great. That's what breast implants should be there for. If you if you got a little bit of crow's feet, ain't no bro. Ain't no get to do some. You can do some Botox, but again, there's yeah. there's something to moderation. There are people that go overboard, um, to the point that you look unrecognizable. Right. And that's where you've lost the whole but moderation. See, I also don't think it's fair because it monetizes the beauty quotient again. It makes it so that it says. Well, when you're one of those special people, one of those celebrities, one of those rich people, you can afford to not have time touch you. Why can't we all just be cool with time and chill the fuck out and not worry so much about... Because I think that they create an unfair standard because we, we then in turn proclaim and laud that standard to like a higher beauty form of beauty and they're better and that's the celebrity thing and it's like, but it's not real. It's... But I think in our society, we've always been drawn to youth and that fountain of youth. And I know I'm kind of going through it myself right now, but, but I am not going to be the person to jump on the bandwagon of like, well, I've got to get this done and get this stretched out and get this, you know, implanted in and all this, because there's something, there is the truthness of like, I, I like being myself. But I know there are things about me that I wouldn't mind fixing. If I got plastic surgery, I would lie about it. I wouldn't tell anybody because that's the whole thing about it is that I would be getting it so that I would people so they would no longer see the wrinkles on my forehead and say, that is a 41 year old woman. (laughs) They would I would you know, they would I would be able to pull my hair back. And if I got Botox, I wouldn't tell anybody it would be part of the lie because it would be it's the deception that I'd be after but what I'm saying is just like Donald Trump's hair if we could just not put so much why does Melania Trump have to look like that she's 42 years old she used to be a model but why it's like 
Because she, she's the trophy. She's a trophy, but why do trophies have to look like that? Why do we have to say that this particular standard of beauty is Hi. beauty or whatever? Why? It's I, lying. It's it, deception. It's, it's lying. I, I, deceptions are lies. We're talking about lies today. Do you think lying's okay, Mike Evans Jr.? Do I think lying is okay? Do you, do, I mean, so we're talking about, the pre, you know, so Melania Trump, you guys are in college. Melania yep. Trump plagiarized. She mm-hmm. lifted from another source and she pawned it off at her own in a speech about her saying, this is a speech about me. This is me. This is my life. This is what I think. But it wasn't her. It was, it was Michelle Obama's speech. But that's the thing is that she just lied and plagiarized and created in her speech about saying how moral she is. She committed an immoral act. And do we say that that's a problem? Yeah. Well, I think it's a problem, but I think it's, I, think it's, I mean, there's a problem with like Trump as an individual and his whole campaign is a problem. But uh, for her to plagiarize it, strangely enough, I don't think that'll take off any more of Trump supporters. I think oh, Trump, no. has, he's already he's already dug himself in such a hole now that he could literally do anything. And exactly. he knows that. And he knows that. He's like, you know what? You could just steal a speech from somebody who's really well known. Well, he even said like several months ago, like I could, I could shoot a guy on the street and I'll still have supporters. Yeah. He said that shit. And he means it. And someone will do it. That's the thing. It's like, so scary. These people, the American people are twisted but, but it, like, can't, we can't let that happen they can't in a speech where you tout your morals in the speech when you're doing something immoral we can't go oh yeah that's great that's great because the republican <laughs> party is the moral police duh well, it's just it's the new it's the new ism though it's like okay so he committed racism and nobody's calling him to task for it the only person who's called him to task for it is this eight-year-old little mexican girl that i met who was like i don't like donald trump because he called us all rapists and murderers and no one's called him to task for it and i'm like from the mouths of children comes the truth that the eight-year-old is nervous about the future he's the because, man well she's like Nobody said anything about it. No one's really having a problem. And now his wife just lies and no one cares. I wrote this speech. <laughs> she didn't write the speech. I know. So what's the, what happened? So if we can't dissuade Trump supporters in any way and they're going to vote for him anyway, and they're going to come out in record numbers, like my parents, what do we, what do we do? Can we, we can't, can we impeach him? Do we, do we have a coup? Do we have another failed coup like Turkey and <laughs> 600 people get killed, you know? And it, like, what happens Ooh. with that? I mean, do you think that they'd actually start shooting people? Like if we, if we had a coup against the I would say the, the Trump supporters will. Yeah. Yeah. Cause they're the one with the guns. Yeah. There was a petition going around about how, um, Republicans wanted to show like their like I forget their right to bear arms and yeah. they're just like yeah you know let's, let's show up to all the Republican conventions with guns. guns and there was like a vote on it and like there was almost a petition that's like almost all the way through that's gonna allow them to have guns at these violent rallies which is the dangerous most dangerous thing I've ever heard in politics it's absurd yeah. well there's a scene what's the scene in the movie that's a joke where they're all shooting each other at the convention at the end. Oh, you're talking about idiocracy? I- idiocracy? Is there a is that the, there's a there's a movie at the end where they all have guns and everyone just starts shooting each other. I think that and, might be idiocracy. And I was just like it, it just seems like it's happening in real life. Oh, it is. So we're uh who just came into the studio is Mike Evans Jr. and Professor Gable from Old Soul Radio on Monday Sundays <laughs> from 10 to midnight. <laughs> uh, albums have dropped. Fun things are happening. I had contacted your school program and asked I want to get interns, and he said, cool. He just said I had to go fill out some paperwork about becoming an official intern place. You would actually give me so much, like, 
credit. Or just you less, get the... less time in school. <laughs> it's like, I don't think I'm graduating for the next like 8,000 years. Me neither. But but you guys could, that you could take it as a, um, you could take Mutiny Radio. Well, we could even use your past hours too. I told you this last year. Remember? I was like, you take it as a 401 or whatever. It's an upper mm-hmm. division independent study. Mm-hmm. You guys, yeah, you guys could probably get eight, 12 units out of this easy by now because you be because you've been doing this I told you this when you first started you did you were high oh uh, so because you guys have been doing this now for almost a year yeah yeah, yeah so October. right so you have enough back hours and then once if I go in and fill out this paperwork and we're like a legitimized internship place you mm. guys can l- take all those hours which are like tons of hours and get a lot of units for it it's an upper division independent study you need it in mm. your major anyways Okay. I'm super down. Yeah. That'd be, that'd yeah, be great. Be cool. I'll, I'll let you guys know when I fill out the paperwork because. But how how would they feel when they know you're my mom? Like when they find when they find out that like. Feed is a I mentioned you in the email. Uh, he said, "Oh, I know, I know the, uh, for in in your program, the BCASF or what's it called? BCASF. You're the Becca. oh Becca. Becca. Yeah, Becca. Becca is the program. BCASF. I don't know. I just put letters together and it's <laughs> letters and numbers. Put them together. Uh, so are you guys scared for the nation? Are you moving out if Trump is elected? Are you, are you fleeing the country? Um, we're just kind of rolling with the with with uh, the, the clock and how it moves. Gotcha. Yeah. So I have to have this on today because I'm waiting for the State Department to call me back. Oh, really? Ooh. Yeah, they... Um, Fucking up. They fucked me up. I, I'm leaving on Sunday. Uh to go to New York and Boston. I'm doing some comedy out there. Hey, and yeah, that's going to be tight as fuck. Yeah. I'm excited for you. That's Thank awesome. you. Well, I don't have an ID. Oh. I expedited my passport and then they sent me this thing and I was like, but I already filled that out. How do you get into bars? That's I'm 41 years old, so I'm hoping that's not going to be a problem, <laughs> but I think it might actually be a problem Yeah. when I'm in New York is yeah. that places are going to be like, I'm sorry, we need ID. And I'm going to yeah. be like, I have a bus pass <laughs> from San Francisco. Well, you can use a passport. No, I, I can't. It's not coming in time. I expedited oh. it, but they all this stuff got hung up, and they're stupid and you? mean, and they don't care. And so I'm not going to have it by Sunday when I leave. Bring your yearbook. You know Take what? Your yearbook. Oh my fucking god! Right, so You're absolutely your right. To show I bring the 1992. <laughs> that's what. Well, that's why when I when I got my passport renewed, I didn't even understand why they'd need my yearbook. Yeah. But you just cracked the case. Yes. Sherlock Latoya cracked this case. I was Bring like, your yearbook. why do they need my yearbook picture? So when I went to go get my, because I haven't had an ID in a while because my stuff got stolen and then I lost my California ID. And so I had to bring my birth certificate, my original birth certificate, which they still have, which is why I can't go now to get an ID because I, they need my birth certificate at the, at the DMV. And they, they're like, you don't have a birth certificate. We can't do anything for you. So... <laughs> They, they took my birth certificate, my divorce papers, my social security card, my, and then they wanted my yearbook. They took, and I was like, why would you want my 1992 yearbook? <laughs> it's it's because, it. because I was 17 years old in 1992 and I was. They're doing math. They're doing math. Yes. And that's how I am. You know what? I'm going to take a photocopy of my motherfucking yearbook. I'm not going to take my actual yearbook. Are they going to think that I'm, pl- I'm somehow. Who would do that? Who would, who would go to New York? I'm gonna bring. Well, I'm gonna bring the letter. The only way that I can fly, I called the TSA and I'm like, how do I fly? And they said, well, we've fi- we've got ways to figure it out. But the best thing to do is to have something with your whole name and your address. So I'm bringing the letter from the State Department that says mm. that my passport is in process. Yeah. That has my 
I all these numbers and all of these things and all this stuff, and I'm gonna be like this, and then I'm gonna bring class of '92. I'm gonna bring the class of '92 paper and be like, seriously, you guys, I'm 41 years old. I'm not <laughs> fucking with you. Look at this. I know that I look 31, but I'm still way over 21. You cannot this is Clinton's first. Me. This is Bill Clinton's first term. Come on. And just give it to me. Just th- me I know ahead. the kids have tattoos these days, but you can look at my tattoos and see the age on them. <laughs> like, you can see the age on my fucking tattoos, even. It, you, you can't see it in my face. Like, 21-year-olds don't look like this. <laughs> <laughs> they look like this. <laughs> Mike had his uh, birthday party here. It was fun in January. I just turned 21 the other day, too. Oh, you did? I thought Aww. that you were potentially Happy over 21. Birthday. Everybody thinks I'm over... Thank you. Everybody thinks I'm over 21, it's but the I'm hair. not. I actually am now. Now you are. Usually I'm not. Oh, my gosh. How was it? Did you... You didn't party that hard on your birthday. I was expecting... It must have been after. I didn't <laughs> no, see you take any shots. I was like, what is going on? This the, the yeah, well, my birthday was pretty extreme actually like the night before well yeah oh. it's, it's new year's it's right birthday. it was yeah. new year's oh, birthday wow. so the, new, the year bef- the day before was crazy and the day of was like it was old we were old yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um professor gable do you have any i mean because we've only been talking about trump and being sad do you have any fun <laughs> stories from your 21st birthday party that you'd like to regale us on the AltaCast? um what did we do mike got really high it wasn't that yeah i don't i'm not that fun Oh. I'm fun, but like I don't want I don't like um, the trouble that attaches itself to fun. I don't like like having fun on purpose. <laughs> like I like like I don't think that's actually having fun. You don't like planned fun. I don't like plans. Yeah, you don't ah, want right. You, you want it to be like you just want to fall in with suddenly suddenly there's like twelve people at Dolores Park and we're all having a good exactly. time. Exactly. That's my entire <laughs> life. You just said you don't, my you don't want it, but it's yeah. really it sucks when you're like, Okay, I'm gonna see you at, at eleven. Okay, yeah. I mean one and then you're on the cell phone, you're like, I'm over here. I'm yeah. by the exactly. Did you see I'm at the tennis courts and the trying to plan the fun. <laughs> it's better when you just run into each other exactly, on the phone. Exactly, yeah. But that being said, like my birthday was fine. Like I had friends around and we drank at bars and that was okay. It was cool. Drank like at I, bars. But you've drank at bars before. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not like it's this new. Now I can just drink at any bar. Right. <laughs> Instead of totally specific. Different. And I can go to whatever show I want to. And I can be in whatever show I oh. want to. Oh. was a big problem before. <laughs> like I get calls and then I'm not 21. And, then I can't and they go. won't. They, yeah. Well, they, God, they let kids perform all the time though at places like that. I mean, yeah. but not usually not so close to 21. Usually it's like a seven-year-old comes in. Right, you know, right, right. Or something. <laughs> yeah. There was a band once that played at a bar and they were kids young kids in a band the toy's popular so not nothing super great nothing super crazy occurred you, uh, uh, thank uh, god no duis that's good no yeah. no duis uh i don't know i drank with my parents a lot that was fun wow I'm so funny. went to a bar for lunch with my dad we had wings and vodka. Wow. Wings and vodka. Not beer, but vodka. Well, your liver's still in good fashion right now. You you should be able to really these next couple of years just pound it in submission. I used to I I used to I used to drink when I was fifteen. Oh. Like that's that those were my drinking I don't even really like drinking anymore oh. that much. I, wish I like I was smoking. Like you. I like smoking's way better. 
See, I, I like I like doing both. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, I but also I'm at this point I'm an old lady. I get to do that. It doesn't matter. I'm not gonna have kids. I don't have any responsibilities. Look, my son's already grown. Already <laughs> <laughs> reached that. I have a, I have a joke <laughs> when he's in the room that he's he could potentially it's on his birthday he could potentially be the aborted ghost of my <laughs> son of my half of my half black half white child that I aborted back when I was 20 years old in 19. Nine, 1994 five, five. 1995 yeah I had an abortion in my first abortion in 1995 oh I remember it well my first abortion yeah clumpy you're here yeah it was so sweet he gave me a rose and and um and on on the inside on on the thing it said sorry for cranberry juice because I got a yeast infection after my abortion which was really sad and so I had to (laughs) is this too intimate you don't like hearing your your origin story no it's fine I just I I always forget it you know (laughs) when you're born you don't really remember how it happened you don't really remember how it happened but I'm glad we get to talk about this now mom because it's like that was it was really bothering me for a while. I just never knew. I'm really proud of you, son. Thanks. You're doing great. I don't care if you have to go to college for eight years. Have fun. Thanks. Have fun doing it. Appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. 8,000. 8,000 years. 8,000 Yeah, years. that way you don't have to pay it back if you go for 8,000 years. Yeah, if you sure. never leave college, never leave. Money, you money, never money, start point. doing it. Yeah. You never start Change your majors. That. And you always sound good. What do you do? I'm a student. Like, oh. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, what are you studying? <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, I've studied everything. Yeah. <laughs> I changed my major six times in college. Jeez. I've changed it four times. I started out as a biochem engineering major. Imagine I've never that. had a major. Good for you. Stay <laughs> undeclared. Stay in school. Yeah. Don't ever leave. Yeah. <laughs> I hate when people ask me what I'm majoring in because it's always nothing. <laughs> But I feel like I'm majoring in a lot of stuff. I Life. just haven't like read exactly. Like I just well, green like green technology. It. Like you should maybe you should be like a a, a plant supervisor or something. Grow yeah. the stuff. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. When before you said that. We plants. we it's the biggest. It's the it's gonna be the what's I've said it years ago that weed was gonna save California if not America, because everyone loves it. You grow it and you tax the fuck out of it. I mean that's and it was, we could have great education. Wouldn't that be nice? You know, and it's bringing it, farming back. America was founded on farmers, man. Let's fucking bring it back. Let's grow something that matters, like weed. You know, the yeah. recreational <laughs> uh, use is going to be on the bill this 2016, November. 2016, yeah. Yeah. They're gonna, I don't know how I feel about that, honestly. It's to change. It's going to bring jobs, man. It's is to it? change the Hell ATF yeah. to the ATMF. So it would no longer be the Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms Commission. It would be the Alcohol, Tobacco, Marijuana, and Firearms Commission. Wow. And it would basically take marijuana. It's called like D. DC's uh, 2013, so some kind of bill. Anyways, it would take it from um, where it is right now in a Schedule, Schedule one, 1, and it would make it completely recreational to the same effect as alcohol. Wow. So that alcohol, it, there would still there would be late legal limits on it like that age-wise, but it would make marijuana the same as alcohol. Hmm. And um, the only bummer is that groups like... Um, Marlboro, they've had the packaging in line for this for years. For like yeah. 20 years, they have the packaging already done. Yeah. They're ready to roll this shit out immediately. Yeah. And you know it's just going to be the cheapest, like, grossest weed. Not they don't have, I don't like, really yeah. want them well, like, I, there's always there, There's always going to be the artisanal grower. And I think that that yeah. person and their, their ability and the technology is only going to grow on that. 
as their expertise grows. Um, and I mean, plus, you know, you have states like Colorado and Washington State. I mean, look how the state, how their state funding is going. It's and it works. The reason good. I don't know. Okay, so the reason it's it works. Booming. Boom. Yeah. yeah. The way that they do it right now, and especially in those in those three states, Oregon, Washington, and Colorado, is that they have it completely recreationally, but they still have it medically. Now, what's the difference? You say, haha. The medical stuff is cheaper. So if you have a medicinal card in Washington, your weed costs what it costs here in California. It's like, you know, normal prices, like, you know, 35 and eighth for pretty good stuff, 45 for top shelf, 55 if you want to blow your face off, you know, and there's dabs and stuff, whatever. But you can, you can buy the same things in the recreational stores, but it costs like 75 and eighth. It's crazy. What? Why? Yes, because uh, the way, what they call it in uh, Washington, they call it a sin tax. And they put a sin tax on, alcohol is also very expensive in Washington. Like vodka in Washington is wicked expensive. And so my dad figured out this way. He used to live in Washington, now he lives in Arizona where they can drink whatever they want. But he used to go buy like, you know, cheap pop-off crappy vodka, like the cheapest, grossest vodka, Savon vodka, whatever. And he'd run it through a Brita filter specifically for his vodka three times. Charcoal filtered. So he'd like re-charcoal filter his vodka three times and he just buy the shittiest vodka because vodka was so expensive in Washington. Damn. And then he'd put it in a grape goose bottle and stick it in his freezer and lie to all his friends. <laughs> that works, honestly. Yeah. Nice. Wow. nice. But, so they have, a sin, they have a syntax so everything's like 25% more in that state. Mm-hmm. And so that's what they've done in, in Colorado and in Oregon too is that if it's if you want it, you we could all walk in right now. We could mm-hmm. go across the border to Oregon. We could walk into a store. Whoop de doo. We could buy weed, yeah. Yeah. but it's just going to be way more expensive. Huh. Yeah. Which is great because then you take that money and you put it into infrastructure good and schools, roads and, yeah. and schools. Yeah, and but that's why I wouldn't mind my money, you know, going toward that. That's why I wouldn't mind paying like a higher bud price. But also, we are going to have we're going to have options. We're still going to have our medical and I, I, recreational. Yeah. So they're they're going to be the the best of both worlds. But the thing is, to me, I feel like it's also going to bring a lot of work and jobs yeah. as well. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's another kind of. Oops, sorry, David Bowie. Uh, <laughs> I mean, there are there are no more factory jobs, so this is kind of like taking it back to like our agriculture. Absolutely. And this is going to put people to work. So I mean, that's the benefit of things, and they'll put it'll put money or uh, money into education. These Absolutely. are benefits. Absolutely. And weed is good for you, and, and it makes good. you. And every t- I I okay, so I smoked a lot of pot when I was in graduate school, and I got to tell you. When you're doing creative writing bullshit, I understood people's poems a lot better when I was high. You didn't plagiarize. I, well, I, I mean, you could you can hear the plagiarism, you know, when you when you see the ideas or whatever. But also, we talked plagiarism in poetry is ubiquitous. <laughs> oh yeah, go ahead. Um, yeah, in, in we we vape in here. We don't care. It's the Eltcast. Yay. Um, <laughs> But I, I was high. So when my first, my first try through an undergraduate, I, I wasn't high ever at school because I found it difficult to take notes for like OCHEM and shit like that. But then when I was in graduate school for writing, I mean, if you're just being creative all the time, smoke pot constantly. What are you doing? You're going to be on the radio all day. You're going to, you're going to make a movie. You're going to play some music. You're going to do, you get high. Like why wouldn't, wait. Yeah. If you if you're gonna do some okay maybe actually if you were gonna do some brain surgery it might not be bad to be high I mean you might sew better I don't know 
I drive yeah. better when I'm stoned. Is that weird? You drive better when you're you stoned. Drive yeah. better? Yeah. <laughs> absolutely slower. Take your time. Yeah, That's I take delicious. my time. I'm not I'm not trying to it's curse anybody out. I really don't like driving when I'm stoned. <laughs> I do. I, I don't like, like driving at all. I feel like I, I feel like when I'm stoned, like and I'm driving. Like, I always just don't wish I wasn't driving. Like, <laughs> so, do you drive, Mike? Yeah, he drives. You, you, both of you drive? Yeah, he yeah. drives more though. <laughs> both he of you have cars? Mom, yeah. my, my dad has a car. But not in the city. Mm-hmm. In the city? Yeah. You both have cars in the city? Yeah. My, my How many tickets do you get a month? <laughs> That's a good question. He gets yeah, more than I, I do. I get a shit ton of tickets all the time. Is it street sweeping? <laughs> Sweet sweeping and just like black sweeping, you know, they just come through. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Be, I mean, the street sweeping is is um, awful. Yeah. Uh, my boyfriend has to all the time. We we deal with this six o'clock. It, I live in the Tenderloin, so mm-hmm. it's like Tuesday, well, Wednesday, yeah. side. There's constantly street sweeping. It's Out there, all it's a racket. Really bad. Ugh, it's a racket. Oh, it's dude, poor it's, tax. It's yeah, it's it's a racket. And there's no way you can contest it. They say you can contest it. That's there's no bogus. Way. There's no way you can even understand how it goes. There's no, like, if they maybe were cool about it and they were like, all right, this side of the street's Tuesday and this side is Thursday all the way on these blocks. But it's like this block on the block that we're on right now is Thursday. That next block is Tuesday. And it's switched they on the other that. side. And it they, they that on purpose. totally, they Damn. completely, Damn, one side is Wednesday, that. one side is Thursday, switches on the other side over there. There's no I'm rhyme or reason when they, they decide. Yeah. It's just, Literally. it's. Like th- this side will like this side will be design, Tuesday, man. and then you'll go on another block. But now it's not Tuesday anymore; it's Thursday. But it's still a T. So like night or something, you're parking. You're like, oh yeah, it's just you have to like get out. There needs to be a double verification. Now every time we park, I like there's double verification from both of us that this sign says what it says. That there's not a meter. That the meter's not a yellow. That there's no 7 a.m. thing happening. There's no tow away for passengers at four in the morning because of the rapture. Like there's no. <laughs> <laughs> what? I have no idea. But they do that on purpose. That's their racket. They do that on purpose. Absolutely. And it's 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 not even just here in San Francisco. Even when I lived in Chicago, they did the same shit. And that's how I would get all my t- uh, tickets because a, st- a street cleaning on this side Wednesday, this side Thursday, or don't park here from one to three. Right. Th- and I'm just like, whoa. Toe away four to six in front of my house. It, like- yeah. It's, it's just like, what the fuck? I know what you're trying to do. And I fall for it because the signs are tricky. So let's see. Let's figure out your. I don't. I don't have a car because I'm a. I had. I got a DUI years back, and I should plug my show. This Friday is called Oh My DUI on Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse. <laughs> All the comedians have had DUIs, and we're going to tell DUI That's stories. Yeah. Oh my DUI. I've never had a DUI. So you never. You never want to have a DUI. It's don't get fun. one. Please listen to the stories. Fuck. It's so expensive. Yes, I do have one. It was. It's terrible. I won't. I wish I signed up for that show. It's so I don't, scary. I don't know why I missed it. Um, but yeah, I got my DUI back in 2007. Mine was stupid. Um, and I was too honest. So a guy, I was driving home on the highway, guy flying down the highway. By the way, I have been drinking a lot of wine, uh, runs into me. I hit the median to save my life. My airbag deploys. I go off. I see two state troopers. This is when I lose my black card and this black car my skin that is uh i pull up to the state troopers to report the accident mind you i have been drinking 
So why did I do that? Why did two state troopers like seriously? I'm like I basically but just you turned myself gone, in. You couldn't gotten away with it though because you're how how would you drive away when you're when you're deployed? Bag right. was deployed. I don't listen. I I turned myself in. That was stupid, basically. And luckily I got the drugs out of my car. Oh. Earlier that day because I did them, <laughs> and, <laughs> and uh, you know they tell me to blow. I, you know, did it. Did they smell wine on you? Well, they asked me, ma'am, have you been drinking? I said, yes, I had this fabulous Malbec and two, uh, and two glasses of great Merlot is awesome. It's tasty. And dumbass. See? Dummy. Wow. Dummy. And so, you know, I get arrested. And then I'm just like, this is really fucked up. This person I've ever been arrested. Did the other guy get arrested? Anything happen to No, that, that guy got away. He probably killed someone that night. Fuck that guy, whoever it was. But anyway, and away? His, by the way, in his ninety thousand dollar Mercedes. Oh my god! So yeah, he hit you. Yeah, he hit me. He hit me. I was fine drunk driving because I was almost home. By the way, don't drink and drive. It's yeah, don't horrible. drink and drive. Don't do that. Um, so just be stoned. It's fine. But yeah. Don't drink and drive. Exactly. You have to be the one-eyed, and it's hard. Yeah, it's it's just, you're squint. It's your it's timing weird. is wrong. Everything is wrong. You're don't scared. Even, you're scared. I've tried to do comedy high or comedy drunk, and and my timing's all wrong. I'm not funny, <laughs> and I think I'm saying the right it's thing. The same with. I think I'm turning left. I'm turning right. Yeah, it's the same <laughs> with drunk driving. It's terrible. Down, down is up. So I get arrested. It and you know I'm making the cops laugh once we get to the jail because they were talking about going to a Dave Matthews concert and I was just like what the fuck you're going to Dave that band fucking sucks and so I, I, kept, I was taunting them about them going to the Dave and they were laughing about it well the joke was on me because when I went to court why was that shit in the report why did the judge say so you were making fun of the officers about a Dave Matthews concert wow. it was in part the of, notes yes part of me wanted to laugh in front of the judge but I'm just like those motherfuckers Fuckers. Yeah, they threw you under they the bus. Me. Y'all were laughing at my jokes. Yeah. And then you threw, I'm like, I, and I, you know what? Fuck those cops. Well, too, they, those they were like, we don't like her sass. Yeah. Well, there was $10,000 loss. you got to learn. you got to learn how to cry. That's, it, things, I'm black. That doesn't work. It works. The crying no, works No, it does not. Time. Not on me. It's going it, to. I lost my black card. It, and you know what? What's effed up is my best friend, who is Irish, she assaulted a cop. She and called him a racial slur. It was so terrible. I have terrible friends. Um, and <laughs> I got two years probation. And I had a lawyer too. I bought my own lawyer. She got nothing. She just wow. got a night in jail. That's it. Yeah. And I'm just like, do you see how fucked up the system is? I get two years probation. I get to get drug tested. I had to go to, uh, uh, Class, like a shit. some kind of like rehab clinic thing, yeah. like Ooh. once a day. I got Ooh. the book handed they, to my. Yeah, they really... And I was a first time offender, by the oh. way. So my DUI was funny, oh. but yet unpleasant. I couldn't smoke weed for two years, so wow. I so I drank more. Wow. <laughs> uh, but I didn't have a car, uh, so I did more hardcore drugs too well, because. I didn't smoke weed and I had to take a pee test like once a month. Wow. I, wow. My, I had to, oh, my sucks. probation yeah. lasted. This is why I love 9 11 because that's the day my probation ended in 2009. Wow. Yeah, never forget. <laughs> never forget. Oof. Favorite number. Yours was 911. Your DUI was, was much, they took away a lot more of, of, than, but when I, 
I got in. I cried a lot, and then I and then I just said, "I'm never gonna drive again." I made them laugh. And they were like, "Oh, okay." In the in the in the DUI class, I had to take. We were all sitting there in the room, and they say to you. How are you never going to have a DUI again? What is your plan? And some people are like, well, I'm going to take a cab. I'm going to take BART. I'm going to take... And, and he'd be like, so you're going to take a car to the BART station, and then you're going to BART. I'm going to take a car, and then it was BART. So when you get from the BART back to your car, what are you going to do with the car? Well, job home. Well, what if you're still drunk? Because sometimes you're drunk until the next morning. And they'd be like, what's your plan B? What are you going to do? You're going to leave your car. Like, walk. No, you're not going to walk home. You're going to drive your car. You're going to get a DUI. He, so he'd, go, he'd go around the room and he'd ask everybody. And he was like, okay, Pam, it's your turn. What are, what are you going to do? How are you never going to get a DUI again? And I said, I will never operate a motor vehicle ever again. And he's like, Pam's the only one with a foolproof plan, everybody. I will see every single one of your, your asses in here again for your second and third DUI. The only one I will never see again is her. And, never and seen so, her again. And so now? And now I ride the Muni. So you don't drive anymore. I haven't driven since my DUI. Holy wow. shit. It's been almost 10. It, it was 2007 as well. Yeah, so she, I'm coming up on 10 word. years. I'm nine years. Yeah. But I, I can't. And I've realized I was a terrible driver all along. I, and I drove drunk at least at least 3,500 times in my life. And that's a low estimate. I, I got my DUI at 32. And and it was, and I'm telling you, 3,500 to 3,600 is, a, a, that's, and when I was in college, it was all, there was a time when my ex-husband and I, when we were still together, but we weren't married yet, we were, we were leaving a bar and he was drunk and he got in his 280ZX. And I'm like, drive me home. And he's like, I'm not driving you home. I'm drunk. I'm only driving myself home. I'm not going to kill anybody but myself. Yeah. And he like drove off. And left me at fucking oh, Los Elefantes or some stupid. Uh, the it's some weird thing in San, in in uh, San Diego at the. It was a stupid Mexican bar by the UTC and the La Jolla, and he drove away zoom, down the street. He's and like, I was like, just kill me, not you. Uh, yeah, I had to walk home. It was like two miles back to Claremont Mesa. I'm like, oh, well, no. I guess I'm walking home. <laughs> Before the days. Damn. Over. But uh, we drove. I used to drive drunk. All the time. In San Diego, everybody drives drunk. You, you you have to commute to your bars. How do you? Yeah. How else do you go to the bar? The bars are on the side of the freeway. Right. <laughs> yeah, you commute to your bar. Yeah, dude. I thank God for like Lyft and shit now. Oh, you you oh, kids, right. you guys are the future, man. Yeah. You Fuck got it all in your dude. pocket, dude. Like <laughs> smartphone in yeah. the pocket. I'm sure. sorry, but Uber can save your life from doing some stupid. You shit. You got pussy in the pocket. You got Tinder in the pocket. Yep, you got Tinder. You got taxis. You got Tinder. Yeah. You got taxis. You got Ubers. You got porn. Lyfts. You got, you got porn. Yep. You can get your weed delivered now That's on those things. Yeah. Did you guys know that in Japan there's a there's a problem? It's sort of the opposite, maybe, of what you guys have in America. But there's guys between the ages of, like, 21 and 31 that haven't been out of the house in an entire year. It's becoming this new thing in Japan. Because of phones? Because of, yeah, because of computers and phones. So they live in their room. That's fucking damn. Because you don't need it anymore. You get your flashlight. You can get your flashlight, and you can use a USB, and you can hook it up to your computer, and you can have... VDR sex with somebody in, you know, Afghanistan or wherever a, the fuck you want. I don't know. And they have those they dolls too that they make in Japan. There's the too. dolls. There's yeah. the dolls you can uh, fuck that move around and you can plug in and, and they, they jiggle them. and they, I don't think they talk, but I, I don't know. They put Siri up against his thing and whatever. So they, they haven't <laughs> left their house in over a year. They're like these shut ins. Mm-hmm. And it's specifically men and it's specifically in Japan. 
and they just can't leave because it's the, it's the phones and the technology. Japanese yeah. people are some weird fucking people sometimes. They well, do yeah. some alienation <laughs> like a motherfucker. Well, they live on a tiny island. <clears throat> I, I know, but <laughs> damn, they're into like being alone. And not they like no humans. Like well, they, it's just like they always have this trend of being by thyself with some kind of computer. I'm like y'all need yeah, y'all need friends. We're, we're wrapping it up, don't worry. <laughs> uh, yeah, I should have to. Yeah, yeah. Thank you guys for being here. Yeah, thank you. Mike Evans Jr., Professor Gable. uh, Yeah, thank you guys for stopping in and making the AltaCast extra super special. Yeah. (laughs) And that bright, shiny. Look look at the future walk out the door. (laughs) The future. Look at the future. We're not the past. Bye, future. Bye, future. (laughs) Go get an Uber. Did you say get an Uber? Yeah, I'm joking around. Don't get an Uber. Well, Well, this turned out to be very mellow ending. It's from our heightened I know. states. I'm sorry. Uh, no. I, 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 I popped all the channels on Melania. I feel uh, bad if there's any Don't you feel audience. bad? It started with the State Department. Ugh. And we ended on a we nice, cool wave. Just chilling out. Hopefully now this will be the how your week will turn out. And I all the so. chips will fall into place before your vacay. I hope so. I'm, I mean, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go right now to pick up some cash that is owed to me. Ooh, yeah. I'm gonna, then I'm going to try to jump on home, make sure there's no, that the cat didn't spray um, blood all over. And then I'm going to go to my four o'clock job. I probably should be a good kid and hang out at the station today but i'm gonna make sure that my cat's okay uh cat lives matter cat lives cat lives matter <laughs> i fucking love that cat so that's why i couldn't stop crying yesterday as i was like my cat's gonna die my cat's gonna die. you know what and what's gonna happen eventually is my cat is gonna die that's gonna happen but last night was like the first time where i was like oh my god there's something my cat wrong. could die sooner than i think how old is your cat by the way i don't know i think he's 10 okay I think he's 10. Well, you need to go check on that kitty. Yeah, I'm going to do that. I'm going to pick up that cash, check on my kitty. I'm going to hopefully these bastards call me back and I can make them look through my pile and find that stupid piece of paper. Even if they do, though, honestly, it's not going to get here by Sunday. Today is Wednesday. It's not coming. We have two mailing days left. It's not coming. I mean, even if they call me back today, which I don't think will happen, and they find my stuff that paper that I filled out, are they going to be able to finish the processing and get it to me? No. I mean, it's not even going to be in the mail when I get back from New York or Boston, I bet. They fucked up. Well, I guess I fucked up. That's what it comes down to, is that six weeks isn't enough. It isn't enough time. Yearbook. Take your yearbook. Take my yearbook. (laughs) You know what? You're absolutely brilliant. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to take... I'm going to take... I'm going to photocopy. I'm not going to take the whole yearbook because I'm not going to carry it around in a backpack all night. That's annoying. This is me. But I'm going to, I'm going to take, I'm going to take a, I'm just going to take that letter and be like, you guys, this is me. You could take this. Look at, this is obviously me. Here's my name. This is me. Here's me. Here, look, here's my thing. Money. Here's me. And it's all me. And this is 1992. I'm clearly 41 years old. Ask me, what, ask me the president of when I was born. Yeah, Nixon. right? Nixon. Well, he was impeached shortly after because it was 74, and 74. that's when they knocked him out. But August of 74. Oh, yeah, wow. and I was oh, born in October, actually, so, so technically I'm Ford. Gerald, Gerald, Gerald Ford. Ford. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. That's a tricky one. Yeah, yeah Ooh, absolutely. See? I got those. I got them. All right, you guys. 
All right, thank you guys for listening to the AltaCast, despite yeah. things being crazy today. And I'm sorry I was yelling so much about Melania Trump, but she is a liar. And, <laughs> and I'm sorry I called her a cunt so many times because she I am a, a feminist and I shouldn't say that okay. word so much. But if anyone did listen to it, I am sorry. I'm going to apologize. I'm going to give you guys a quick <laughs> apology. I, I feel terrible. Don't I feel, feel like, bad. well, I feel bad. I feel like, I feel like. All of this is my fault. I know it's not the cat thing and the license thing and I, the, the missing the, the wrong date on the show and all this stuff. I'm just like, I'm losing it. I'm just so tired and I just, I want things to be easier. Can I just get it? I mean, I almost She's like, trying to go on vacation. Yeah, I just want things to be easier. I just need <laughs> to chill out and everything will get done, but it won't get, it will get done or it won't or whatever. All right. Bye. Bye, everybody. MutantRadio.fm, yay. of swimming through a sea of podcasts. Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of mutinyradio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. Mutinyradio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shitface McRat. <laughs> Good evening there, my friends, here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's Underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere $5 every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because $5, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere $5 is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere. Like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse. Or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. (laughs) 
Want to go to Burning Man, but you don't have the right goggles, costume, or attitude? Visit 20 Mission Hive at 2415 Mission Street between 20th and 21st in the heart of the Mission District. Easily accessible by BART, this collective of unique artists and vendors has eclectic handmade clothing, leatherwork, artisan jewelry, antiques, crystals, and there's even an amazing florist. Whisper pirate ship to your 20 Mission Hive vendor for a special 10% discount on the coolest, most original items in San Francisco. That's 20 Mission Hive with eight vendors and like them on Facebook at 20 Mission Hive. 20 Mission Hive for awesome events and updates. The dictionary definition of the adjective eclectic is selecting or choosing from various sources. When Bay Area musician J.D. Buell brings you Morning Train Wednesday, 10 a.m. to noon on Mutiny Radio, that is exactly what he does. Select music from various sources to give you a unique listening experience. Rock, pop, jazz, bluegrass, gospel, funk, reggae, folk, blues, country and western, electronica, soul, disco, rhythm and blues, punk and post-punk. Come together with music from around the world with Buell's passionate and down-to-earth delivery. In an age of personal music delivery systems, J.D. Buell carries on the values of progressive FM radio when a listener could actually have a relationship with a programmer, someone who would create an eclectic musical environment wherein both listener and host find fulfillment. The Morning Train with J.D. Buell, Wednesday, 10 to noon on mutinyradio.fm. Freeform radio for free minds. and underground space for an event? Look no further than mutinyradio.fm. Our 30-seat flexible space can accommodate your acoustic band, birthday party, comedy show, dance party, karaoke super fun, theater event, fundraiser. If you think it, we can do it. You run the door in promotion, we run the sound, space, and podcast. Rentals available Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10 at Mutiny Radio FM's performance space at 2781 21st Street in the Deep Mission at 21st in Florida. Contact Pam at pamsadai at hotmail.com for more options and booking dates. Incredible socialist prices so you can be creative in a free speech space without breaking the bank. That's Mutiny Radio Rentals every Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10. Book your event now. Well, hey there, San Francisco. If you're looking for some delicious late-night food, I suggest you mosey on down to Bender's Bar. Inside, you can find Counter Offer, and my offering you amazing late-night food and snacks. Try the chicken biscuit. It's like your stomach's in a tasty tornado. They have exceptionally great daily ground sustainable burgers with sides of tater tots, grilled asparagus, and delicious zucchini. And creamylicious mac and cheese. You like tacos? They get them. And from the specials, very deep fried fish sandwich to a stoner burger with a donut bun. What are those crazy potheads going to come up with next? Go to the counter offer inside of Blender's Bar at 800 South Van Ness Avenue. 
San Francisco is located between 19th Street and 20th Street in the Mission District. Open seven nights a week from 5 to 10 p.m. or later. Counter offer, son! What could be happier than 23 comics doing jokes for each other and at a radio listening audience? Puppets, kittens, unicorns, porn maybe? Oh, well, stage time makes them happy and this super happy comedy open mic is open every Friday from 6 to 8 p.m. But you can also listen anytime by downloading the podcast at Meet New Radio FM Index at podcasts.pcrcollective.org. So come live or listen later or to every happy hour mic Friday from 6 to 8 p.m. at Radio FL Mutiny Radio. I just fucked that up again. What the fuck is wrong with me? Yeah! I got it. Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead persons? Well, shoot. From time to time, I've been giving it a thought or two. You know, if you go to Joke Workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes. And they'll even say nice things, dude, before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dang nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes 